Welcome to episode one, officially, of Flight, Football, and Anything Else. I'm Dave. And I'm Mike. How you doing today, Dave? Better than most, not as good as some. How are you, Mike? Well, I'm doing a lot better than my picks have been, so that's a good thing. Uh, yeah, on our trailer episode that we gave, which, apologize to some of the listeners, really wasn't a trailer because... Um, it got going for 17 minutes. Most trailers are like two or three minutes, but our trailer went 17. But, hey, I never claimed we were experts yet. No, and it was so much fun. I think we just kept going and didn't stop until uh, 17 minutes in. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, but, yeah, my picks were given out on the the trailer there. Whew. Hopefully nobody, none of our listeners uh, bet heavy on those games because I believe in uh, the the confidence picks, I was 6-3, and three, and in the NFL, which I liked a couple of my NFL picks, I was 0-2-1. Not going to make any money with that with that going on. And especially, did you uh, see the what the governor did last week? Um, oh, as far as the gambling and the sports betting? Yes. No. You Fill see- me in. Well, they he passed the bill, so we will be able to wager on sports nice. in uh, the state of Michigan. Um, I think I read where it said it was like ninety days before it became official. So it'll be probably for the start of baseball season. So hopefully, I get all the losers out of my system for free here, <laughs> right. for free here before we go uh, start paying for schooling. I'll get into the specifics of it though, because I think the uh, juice. Well, of course, the state of Michigan isn't going to call it juice, but uh, <laughs> the juice you're paying out with, to the state is higher than um, what you do to, uh, you know, your uh, neighborhood bookie Guido there, oh. who's normally it only charges a 10% juice or vigorous, as it's known in the business, whereas the state of Michigan, I believe it's going to be closer to 15%. Well, yeah, so, of course, the state saw an opportunity to put some money in the tax coffers. So of course they're taking advantage of that. Exactly. So uh, um, I think what we should do is we probably should let the listeners know why a couple of idiots that have no knowledge whatsoever of the podcast world or anything, why we're actually doing a podcast, don't you think? And I should, I, I apologize for lumping you into the idiot department with me, but it's fine. I have my days, Mike. Um, so, yeah, anyway, what, what Dave and I used to do during the summer is once a week, it was usually on a Sunday night, or, and as you can tell, I can't talk. But um, anyway, uh, we would alternate houses, and during the summer, we'd sit out on the patio, and whoever hosted, the other guy would bring over beers to sample. Um And by no means are we professional brewmasters or anything, but we're two guys that drink beer and like to taste the beer. And I don't have to be a professional to tell you that, you know, Bud Light is basically not much more than a uh, lightly flavored water and Heineken tastes like a day old piss. And and yes, I do know. So don't ask. Uh, I won't ask. Don't worry. And then, so what we did is we would taste the beer and we rated them. Some we liked, some we really liked, some we didn't like that much at all. And kind of tongue-in-cheek, we would sit and say, hey, 
we should do this on, we should do a podcast of this shit. And it was like, well, yeah, we, and it was one of those things where I, I didn't think it was ever happening until one day where you said, hey, the Yeti microphone came in. I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, don't give me any ideas like that. Uh, the maintenance director at work uh, calls uh, all my ideas Dawson's DreamWorks. So as soon as you put that idea in my head, I'm like, why not? Um, investigated, you know, how much it was to get started. And so here we are. Yeah, perfect. Um, my middle initial is P, and although it was Patrick actually on the birth certificate, it's, a lot of times I say it's for uh, procrastinate because I, w- I wait forever and ever to do something, and I'd probably still be talking about doing a podcast had you not purchased the Yeti, so worked out well. Um, anyway, unlike the so-called trailer from last week, today we do actually have a couple of beers that we're actually going to sample. Um the first one is an Odd Side Ales microbrewery in Grand Haven, Michigan, um, called Hazel's Nuts. And to be honest, I picked that one up today just because of the packaging. It's got a bearded lady on the cover, and yep. who doesn't laugh at the title right. Hazel's Nuts? Yeah, sex sells, right, Mike? Exactly. Um, though I wish I would have uh, read more than just the Hazel's Nuts because – as it turns out, it's 11% alcohol, Oops. and it's got 69 IBU. But what even what's even worse than that is one of the beers over the summer that we tried was um, old. Was it Old Bastard or something? Yeah, it was Backwoods Bastard. Backwoods from Bastard. Founders, yeah. yeah. And that was a bourbon barrel beer, and that was absolutely horrible. And all I saw in the description of Hazel's Nuts was coffee. I'm like, all right, I like coffee flavored beer, and I bought it, and then you finished reading the label earlier today and it was like, Oh, this is another bourbon barrel. I'm like, Oh, great. So anyway, without further ado, the inaugural tasting of our first beer on our first official podcast. Here's the Hazel's nuts. Oh, Ooh. see yeah. for a coffee drinker though. I can't, I'm oh, surprised yeah, but you, that, that, but Oh man. Oh, <laughs> This part should be edited out, but I'm going to leave it in there just to let everybody know what I feel of Hazel's nuts. Because <laughs> I, yes, there is a coffee taste, but I hate bourbon so much that bourbon outweighs the coffee tenfold. I don't know how I'm going to get through them. See, I just taste. I taste mostly coffee. I hardly taste the bourbon. But you, just a palate thing. But I you guess. like you mix drinks every once in a while. I don't do well on mixed drinks. Yeah. Uh, see yesterday, but uh, <laughs> um. Well, anyway, it's another backstory. Um, well, I, it's it's I if it's not devoid of flavor, I'll tell you that it's got a lot of flavor. It's uh, it's definitely got a thicker stout coffee taste to it. Um, if you're a fan of bourbon, um, you probably won't taste much bourbon in this. Okay, and I'm not a fan, and that's why I taste it. But maybe it'll get better as the 11% hits me at the bottom of the glass. I'm anticipating it will, yeah. Um, and, it, and what we'll do is, how about we wait till the end of the glass, and then we'll rate it, and we'll go on the, the old standard one to five scale. One is... Um, crap. Crap, and five is you recommend, and we'll probably buy again. And judging by my reaction, I think everybody knows <laughs> where my rating's going to be, but... Anyway, um, also, uh, your your confidence pool was against the spread as we talked on the trailer, and mine was just straight up. 
Um, Talking about the college bowl games. Yes. And uh, what was your record uh, through the first nine? Uh, I picked five of nine correctly uh, against the spread. And actually, that's actually pretty good. I was six and three, but mine was straight up. And you're five and four against the spread is actually probably more impressive than six and three straight up. Well, you know, based on all the research I did on all these teams and making sure that I, you know, had some tape on, I'm just kidding. I just, this was, it was a crapshoot, uh, gut feeling on a lot of it. Um, like the, uh, the little teaser trailer from last week, um, you know, it's easy to pick them cause you don't see much of them. Oh, exactly. The, the one that I saw a lot of, um, and, and I'm, I can tell that I've gotten more mature as I've gotten older because um, the one of the later games on whatever night that was, the Utah State game, um, I was livid. I had 38 points, 38 confidence points on that. They're a nine-point favorite. And to lose that game 10 years ago, um, my some of my buddies can – attest to the fact that, I mean, I would be looking for a new remote today um, because I'd have smashed it. I mean, I I don't understand. They made it a 44-41 game. There's two minutes and 10 seconds to go. And um, Utah State tries some half-ass onside kick. I mean, it wasn't an onside kick, but it wasn't a deep kick. He just kind of like pooched it up, gave um, Kent State the ball basically at midfield, Kent State goes down. They're up by three. It's fourth and one. They could have kicked a field goal, but it's a bowl game to, you know, what, what were they, seven and six, seven and five teams, whatever. Right. Um, they went for it on fourth and one, crammed it right down Utah State, throw, went up, and then Utah State got the ball with a small, small, small chance, but the guy threw an interception, game was over. 38 points down the toilet. My uh, that was the, the of the nine games. That was the one game that stuck out to me, and it was. Uh, yeah, I took Kent State on that one, um, and I only had 10 confidence points. So at that point, you know, I went to bed. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't bother following through on that game. Uh, um, that was in, that was in the bag for you then, because you were getting eight and a half points. So yeah, right. yeah, at that point. When my remote was in jeopardy, you were already probably sawing logs because you you knew you had your confidence points in the bag, whereas my thirty eight went out the window. What uh exactly. game did uh did any of the nine did you watch more than the other? That so you- I had I had actually watched um, a couple of the App State games during the season, and so I you know that one I kind of at that point I was doing pretty well. Um, and so I was, I was hoping Appalachian State would uh, would cover their sixteen and a half. And so I was watching that game, and UAB came right out of the shoot, scored twice um, on their first two possessions. And I thought, oh crap, here we go. Um, but then you know, Appalachian State started getting comfortable. You know, they started doing what they do best. Um, their confidence really started to roll, and I thought, man, I got a chance. Um, so, but alas, uh, I believe the score ended up being uh, a two touchdown win for Appalachian State, but didn't cover the 16 and a half point spread. So that was a loss for me. Um, but confidence points wise, I only had 19 out there for that one. So it wasn't uh, too much damage for me. Um, actually, I gave up on the Appalachian State game 
because I was still livid from the Utah State game. So the Appalachian State game, I was like, you know, ah, the hell with it. I'm not even watching it. I'm just getting too upset. I don't know why I do these stupid confidence picks every year because all I do is get pissed off on them. Um, the other game that I if I was happy with, um, if you recall in the uh, trailer, I said that CMU, they were probably living it up. Out, oh, yeah. out near, uh, maybe right. even made a couple trips across the border to Mexico and weren't going to be ready to play. I, that's that's one of the games you'd love to have some big money on because I hit the nail right on the head on that one because oh, yeah. they, they never even showed up. No, I had 38 confidence points on that one. Uh, and plus it was down in San Diego State's backyard. Exactly. That's And that's I, too, didn't have any hope that uh, Central was going to win that game. Although the – the Mid-American, the Maction, as they like to call it on ESPN, has played pretty well so far in the bowl games they've played. Um, there's like, uh, what, what did we say it was, 11 bowl games today through Saturday? I believe it. And for, uh, today's game is UCF and Marshall. Um, oh, 13? Oh, is it 13? Um, UCF is nine and three. Marshall's eight and four. And I'm kind of dis. What did what number did you get the Marshall game at? The Marshall game. Looking at that right now. Uh, Marshall game. Um, UCF seventeen and a half. Um, okay. But yeah. I've got I've got Marshall. All right. That's um. And actually, the betting public is on Marshall because the the. He gave you the opening lines on your contest. The opening line on that game is 17 and a half, but it's been bet down to 15 uh, today. Like if you were to bet on that game today, you'd get it at 15. So that means all the money is being bet on um, Marshall. Um, And I'm actually kind of ashamed of myself because normally on a 17 and a half point favorite, if if you're picking a game straight up, which my contest is, in theory, that really should have been my 40 point game. Because I'm getting a 17 and a half point favorite, right? Um, straight up. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's unheard of. But yet, I only put nine confidence points on the Knights of Central Florida. So, <laughs> uh, talk, <laughs> talk about a betting full paw on that one because that that was that's that's horrible on my part. Yeah, I've got um, on that one. I've got 27. I wanted to. With UCF or no, you took Marshall, Marshall points. Marshall, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like you should have had it even higher too. I don't. You're with the betting public though, because like I say, I mean, to swing the line two and a half points is um, significant, a huge amount of money to swing the line that big. Um, and then there's one bowl game on Christmas Eve. I'm sure everybody will push their Christmas plans back to see Hawaii and BYU. Um, I got BYU and twenty eight confidence points. Um, I've actually, it's, I'm, I'm kind of going with the in the backyard theory again because I've got Hawaii with twenty six confidence points. Um, well, that's a huge game for us then because how many points are you getting? Uh, not much. Uh, point and a half. It's almost well, straight. Maybe in, in a perfect in a perfect world, BYU will win twenty eight twenty seven. We'll both be winners. <laughs> Yeah, You're I all just, winners in my book. I was factoring in Hawaii's in their backyard. BYU might have a little jet lag. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't. I, I've never been a athlete that traveled, but I don't know how that affects 
especially in a, a big game like that. Maybe they've got that kind of a scenario down pat, you know. I, you know. I got to interrupt. I'm a little disappointed, Dave. I just dropped the Seinfeld line on you. You, did, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't even pay any attention to it. Right over top of me. You know what one it was? No. <laughs> You're all winners. <laughs> Were she cheering for the runners outside the window? <laughs> no, I just – the only Seinfeld line that I've got, like, solidly ingrained in my head is uh, – is uh, being the king of your castle from that episode. <laughs> Sorry, right. I apologize. That and soup Nazi. Yeah, no yeah. soup for you. <laughs> Poor for war? My bad. First podcast, full pop, full pop for me. And I guess 11% said be quicker than I anticipated. Um, so, uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Till we get to the two big boys, um, I'll just race through my picks who I got real quick on the upcoming bowl schedule now through Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you I'll, you could do the same, but I don't think we need to spend much time in. Because nope. If any of our 18 listeners aren't in confidence pools, they'll probably just fast forward through this part anyway. Um, so Thursday, the day after Christmas, because there are no bowl games on Christmas, because that's the NBA's day. Um, uh, Louisiana, I took Louisiana Tech over Miami for 10. Eastern Michigan over Pitt for 20. Then on Friday, I've got North Carolina over Temple for 23. Uh, reluctantly, I took the Spartans of Michigan State for three, although I think they're terrible and their fan base should cheer for a loss to fire D'Antonio because that's a whole nother pod in and of itself. I could do a whole pod on how, why you should fire D'Antonio. Uh, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, I've got the Aggies for 27. USC, Iowa, I took the Hawkeyes for 29. Uh, Washington State, and it looks like Air Force, but I can't read my writing. It is. All right. I got Washington State over Air Force for 11. And then Saturday, there's four games, two that only matter to the people involved, and then two that everybody's interested in. Um, Notre Dame, Iowa State, I took the Cyclones of Iowa State for 21. And then Penn State versus Memphis, I took the Nittany Lions for 30. And then there's the two big boys, but we'll cover those after I, you shoot by the, uh, the okay. games that I just talked about. All right. So we agree on most of these. Uh, what was your North Carolina temple? I've got North Carolina for 23. Okay. So, yeah, there's only – we agree on all of them but two. Um, so the I've got Pitt uh, in that Pitt-Eastern matchup uh, for 29 confidence points, and I've got Notre Dame. Uh, for 33 confidence points. Yep, I'm going with tradition. Woo. I'm not. I'm not a Notre Dame fan by any stretch of the imagination. But um, maybe the uh, maybe the the spirit of Rudy will come back and help them um, cover that. So, what is the number on that game? Three and a half. Notre Dame's favorite, right? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, and then, you know, I've got my big one though, I'm hoping comes through is the Penn state Memphis game with, I've got Penn state with 36 confidence points. Yeah. yeah. So we, we both have quite a bit, uh, invested in that. Um, as far as the two big boys, the actual playoffs, the 13 and no tigers of LSU against the Oklahoma Sooners, the 12 and one Oklahoma Sooners who, I uh, I believe as, as this recording, probably suspended another player because they suspended three of their players. And then one of their better defensive players is out with an injury. So 
I didn't give Oklahoma any chance at all to begin with. And I don't see how they can. I, I will absolutely be stunned. I will drink another. I will drink more Hazel's nuts <laughs> if Oklahoma beats LSU. Right. Um, the number on that is uh, LSU. It currently is at 11. And the over-under is a whopping 76. Now, I don't know if they can get to 76. Um, I definitely, in my confidence pool, I've got LSU for 40. That's my my biggest confidence game. I got an 11-point favorite of the number one team in the country straight up. So I, I went LSU for 40. I don't know if it'll touch the over of 76. And in the second, the other semifinal, the Buckeyes of Ohio State, 13-0 versus Another Tiger team, the Tigers of Clemson, um, at 13-0. Clemson is actually the lower seed but the favorite in the game. They are a two-point favorite, um, even though they are the three seed. And they're a two-point favorite, and the over-under in that game is 63.5. For my confidence pool, I took the Buckeyes for 34. Not really sure why. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I actually – I think I did that uh, for a little bit of a – catch-up mode. Right. After all, I've been playing catch-up all my life. And um, I think on, most Mike. people are going to have Cle- uh, Clemson. Yeah. So, got, uh, so, I went, Clemson. so I went Ohio State for 34. That right. way, if I'm if I'm down in the this pool, right. I think that's going to be a big thing. Sure. I mean, if Ohio State gets pounded. It took a risk. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, but in real betting, I would like to get a hold of somebody and hit that over. 63 and a half. Clemson is amazing. Yeah. They don't – nobody stops them. Nobody even comes close to stopping them. Ohio State is a hell of a football team. I don't see how there's any way in the world this game goes under 63 and a half. So that's my play of the – of all the Bulls, that is my play of the, the week. Ohio State, Clemson, over 63 and a half. Yeah, and I've got LSU covering 12 and a half. Um and then uh, 24 confidence points on that one. And then Clemson, at the time that I was picking, had to cover two and a half. And I thought, I'm pretty sure Clemson can cover a field goal. Yeah. Um, and so 23 points on that one. Okay. Yeah, confidence so, points yeah. on that one, yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, – and like I said, I, I mean, I'm not – I put 34 confidence points on Ohio State. I'm not that confident in them. But as I explained, it's just like, hey, it's a little bit of a – uh, sure. opportunity for me to make up some ground because I think most people are going to take Clemson in that game. Correct. Um, as you can tell by the top of the hour here at the uh, broadcasting studios of flight football and anything else, it is now 2 o'clock. Damn, these sound effects, Dave. Well, Mike, what do you say we finish off Hazel's Nuts and uh, rate this beer? Hey, sounds like pro- no problem to me, Dave. Okay, so uh, we're on a one through five. We mentioned before um, that uh, our listeners are probably going to know what you're going to rate it. All right. Now, as we got down to the bottom, the coffee taste did start to stand out. So I was originally going to go with a one, but now I will go two because it was tolerable better than backwards bastards because backwards back backwards bastards was uh way more whiskey because it didn't have the coffee to dilute the whiskey taste um 
So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two stars. Um, Did you say backwards bastards or what backwoods? Same. Kind of like the woodshed. You know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah, gonna, you're, you're, you're gonna, you drink this and you're going to get taken to the woodshed. Exactly. Well, backwards, you know, they're all backwards in the backwoods. So, I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand. <laughs> but it was, so that would be my, of all the beers we've sampled, um, that would be my only one, one beer rating. And the uh, Hazel's Nuts, I'll give it two. I'll have pity on Hazel's Nuts. I would go so far as to say I started to taste the hazelnut flavor, um, and I could I could do two of these maybe. Um, I definitely could based on flavor, etc. I don't know about alcohol content, um, but you know, no more than two, just because it is it's it's a full body. It's it's a it's a filler. Um, so I'm going to rate it as a can – I, can I do a half a point, a 3.5 to 4? Hey, it's your podcast. You can do anything you want. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'd call it my podcast. But well, it's yours uh, and mine. That's, that yeah, yeah, sure yeah, yeah. Mine. So um, three and a half. All right. Fair I'm going to do a three and a half. Um, and typically that's, that's probably the beer that we were furthest apart on because typically during the summer our ratings were – very, very, very similar. similar. Yeah, I um, agree. And to, for you to go three and a half, and me to go two, and it, it's it's a, the Christmas season. It's a generous two ranking. It probably should have been one and a half, maybe one, but but I, I'm going to stick with the two. It's the Christmas season. I don't want to. I don't want to defame Hazel's nuts any more than I have already. <laughs> um, so for our second selection today. And by the way, listeners, some days we're going to do three, some days two. It probably depends on how much time and, uh, quite frankly, how much alcohol is in each one we test. Um, the second selection we're doing today is Deadwood IPA Series Touch of Haze from the Distill Brewery, a microbrewery in Normal, Illinois, 7.3% with 57 IBU. And one time uh, during the summer, Dave and I did look up IBU. It's uh, something, something units. But like I said, like I said at the start, like I said at the start of the podcast, neither one of us are uh, beer masters. International bitter units. Okay, well, I'll take your word for it, Dave. But and the higher the number, the more you know, the more bitter beer face you get. So Dave's already got his poured in his forties pint glass. I'm pouring mine as we speak, and my spit and chiclet's not a big deal. Pint glass. You can smell the fruity uh, aroma. And let's uh, sample this bad boy, Dave. Mmm. Grapefruit taste. Oh. Lot of See, lot of there, orange in that. There's no way there's that's 57 IBUs. No way. That's not bitter at all. No. Zero. Well, that's good. That um, is. So now uh, let's switch over to the NFL, the real football. I know a lot of people love college football and then whoa, hey, every game matters. Yay. <laughs> um, but that's not me. I live and die with the NFL. Uh, we got tonight's game. Huge implications for both teams. It's the Packers at the Vikings. 
Minnesota is a five-point favorite. Uh, where do I go? Can Cousins stick it to uh, Aaron Rodgers? Smart play is Green Bay. Excuse you, Dave. Uh, smart play is <laughs> Green Bay. Um, Cousins, you like that? You like that? I'm going with Cousins. He's got a lot to prove on the national stage. And uh, give me the Vikings minus five, even sans Delvin Cook. Um, I won't. I won't put it as a. Uh, um, uh, I love bet, but I will go ahead and say I like it. The Vikings at home on Monday night laying the five. Any thoughts, Dave? Yep, I like the Packers simply because. Um, um, well, because it's a smart play. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and and anybody that knows me, you know, I, I, I will normally normally go with the safe bet. Um, so, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers. I just think, you know, for the most part, that if he doesn't. Uh, do some of his fourth quarter magic. Um, you know, he's going to feel pretty ridiculous uh, with that mustache if he doesn't win this game. That's pretty much that's pretty much my rationale for going with the Packers. Well, I mean, it's as sound as anything I've heard. <laughs> uh, but the NFL has got what it wants. Um Oh, there's a lot of great matchups this for the uh, the for week final 17. week of the season. Yeah. yeah, I saw. You know, we had discussed earlier that uh, really the only thing that is um, a guarantee, other than death and taxes, is that the Ravens have home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. But there is a even though there's every team but three has been eliminated from the playoffs, but there is quite a bit still at stake. So um, the how, NFL got what it wanted. How often is that the case where there's that many teams still with mathematical possibility of? Um, actually, I wouldn't, I, I don't want to, I can't give you a, a percentage, but I mean, typically there's usually more than three, I would think, because there's two AFC teams. I don't know. I think I mean, there is more than three. When I when I was kind of researching this. No, your notes, I'm looking at your notes right now. Your notes are right. Those are the three teams. And the, the, the Cowboys must need to win and must have to have the Eagles lose. And then the Cowboys are going to be the division champs and the Eagles are out. And then you got Pittsburgh and the Raiders. Now, the Raiders, how the Raiders at seven and eight are still <laughs> – in contention, I mean, they must have to have hell freeze over and then some to be able to get into the playoffs because, I mean. When I was listening to some of the analysts, too, I mean, I, I mean, I, yes, agree with what you're saying completely. Um, even some of the analysts um, were saying that, um, you know, with the Eagles, um, as hot and as well as they're playing right now, um, they could still get beat by the New York Giants. Oh, who, who absolutely. A- Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley finally uh, decided to show up, although in fairness, his team sucks, and um, he did have a high ankle sprain that I, I personally think he came back too early from. 
But the last two weeks, he's been the player that he was last year and everybody figured he would be. And, um, but like, if you, if you play back the, uh, the trailer we did, the reason I took San Francisco minus the six and a half over the Rams was because the Cowboys, I said, were absolute dog shit for four weeks and then went and housed the Rams. And it was like, all right, so now what Rams team? So the Niners are better than the Cowboys, so the Niners should be able to win by six and a half. And then the Rams show up and play, and then the Cowboys lay an egg. Um, I'm sure he won't get fired today. I mean, Jerry Jones is going to let Garrett stick it out through the end of the season. But I'm going to go ahead and say the Eagles are going to beat the Giants, win the division at 9-7, and seven, and the Cowboys will – what, even if they win, they're going to be 8-8. Eight and eight. And I say probably one week from today, Jason Garrett is fired because they, he's got to do something. And I, I'm not going to blame it all, but you can't fire 53 guys. Right. No, I, I saw the interview with Jerry Jones, and he did not look happy. And they were they looked terrible yesterday. Yeah. Even with, with as much as I drank last night, I, I, I could tell the Cowboys were terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I, I wasn't sure if I should watch the television screen on the left, the right, or the one in the middle. So I kind of just like watched all three of them. And the Cowboys were garbage. They're, they're, I mean, that I would have bet my life that that was going to be a shootout. And the Cowboys didn't even show up to play. Right. Um, the game that they will probably flex to the Sunday night game, the last game of the regular season, is going to be San Francisco and Seattle which is going to be weird because if Seattle wins, San Francisco goes from the one seed home field advantage throughout the playoffs in the NFC to possibly the sixth seed, depending on what Green Bay, Minnesota do tonight, which is crazy. I mean, how can, (laughs) how can a, how can a 12 and 14 be a sixth seed? Right. But it's with all the kooky tiebreakers of the NFL, and which leads me back to the Seattle game. It's I am flabbergasted that Seattle got beat as bad as they did by Arizona. I mean, that was I, I was stunned. Now to throw real football in with fantasy football uh, in my fantasy league, I penciled the guy that has he has Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett, and the Seattle defense, and he's my closest competitor for. Um, one of the two playoff spots. Um, and like I mentioned in the trailer, I'm not going to bore you with the details of our league unless you want me to. When we set up our Twitter account, you listeners can let me know if you want to know the details of my fantasy league. But um, I, I penciled him in for 60 points from those three players alone. because I figured Seattle was just going to beat the hell out of Arizona. Right. And they did nothing. No. I think I, my projected 60 – was actually ended up being seven. He got six from Russell Wilson for his touchdown pass, and the Seattle defense got him one. Well, what do you think it was the you know because the analysts were saying that the the Cardinal defense and actually ended up showing up, or was it that the Seattle offense was just so bad that day? It had to be because I, I didn't see any of the game because I uh, with the holidays I was traveling, and so I was watching the uh, football like a Neanderthal. Normally, I like to watch. I have multiple screens going, but 
not everybody is as the NFL oriented as me. So I had to kind of watch the game as a Neanderthal yesterday. So I didn't see much of that game. Quite frankly, maybe it was Seattle was just Pete Carroll said, you know what, let's not show San Francisco anything because even with as piss poor as they played last night, if they beat San Francisco, they are the division champs. So maybe he just said, you know what, let's just, we don't care about this game. It doesn't matter. Let's just stay healthy and we'll stick it to San Francisco. And the way San Francisco struggled, I I bought into San Francisco only two weeks ago. And ever since I bought in, I put the Peters jinx on them and they've been average one and one. They they came back um, and Jalen Ramsey is getting a lot of heat for blowing a coverage against Emmanuel Sanders, but after all, it really was unfair because, as we all know, Emmanuel, I mean, God is with us. So Jalen Ramsey did not have a chance in that coverage. Right. So. Yeah, one of the surprising things I heard um, when I was trying to uh, make some notes about all the games was that, uh, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, if someone would have said, you know, New England's not a shoe-in against Miami. You know, Miami's playing pretty well right now. You know, it's not a it's not a gimme game. I was like, what? Really? I mean, what do you, what do you Whoa, think about that? Oh, you forgot to put the little... Yep. Uh, didn't, I didn't solve our coasters, Dave. <laughs> we'll leave that in to let the listeners know that it's a, it's a real setting. <laughs> so what about Miami? I mean, does Miami actually, actually have any chance of beating New England? Yeah, with Fitzmagic, you know, that beard, which, by the way, looks ridiculous sticking out of his chin strap. Um, yeah, yeah, they have a chance. I don't know. I, I'm you know, The only reason I'm a somewhat Patriot fan this year is because in one fantasy league I've got Brady, and in another league I've got their defense. But I, I don't know if Belichick is just laying in the weeds, like, all right, well, let them count us out. And then when, when the playoffs start, yeah, we'll be ready to play, but um, their their offense is very, very, very average at best right now. I mean, the only per- you can see the only person Brady trusts is Julian Edelman, and all defenses are doing is saying, "Okay, well, we're going to take Edelman away because you're not going to throw anywhere else." And you can see Brady doesn't even throw the ball deep. He he just because he doesn't trust any of his receivers, and he just and then when Edelman they really struggled the other night against Buffalo when Edelman was uh, concussed, and I'm sure he took because I don't know if you've watched many Patriots game, but uh, Julian Edelman is has to be one of the toughest son of a bitches in, oh, in the God. league. He gets knocked around oh, like a pinball. So I'm quite certain he's of the ilk where. He told the doctors, like, hey, bleep you, I'm fine. The doctor probably said, how many fingers am I holding? He said, I don't give a shit. I'm going back in the game. Right. And, and then because he did come out, and, I mean, he he got his bell wrong. He he did a little bit of action on the 15-yard penalty that he drew. But um, he's a tough, one of the toughest. So, and that's the only guy Brady trusts right now. And they don't um, – but I cannot – I can't give up. I mean, the team is phenomenal, and the record shows it. And But so it, 
I guess a long story short, which at this point is clearly impossible, can Miami beat New England? Well, sure. Sure, yeah. anybody, anything can happen, but will they? No. No. So New England is going to be the two seed, earn the first round by, and then uh, probably we'll see the Chiefs in week two unless Tennessee sticks it to the Chiefs and Andy Reid like they did a few years ago. I like the Chiefs right now. Um, their game yesterday, their offense is rolling, their defense is playing really well. I tried to get by this pod day without mentioning the Chiefs game because they beat the hell out of the Bears, but thank you very much for bringing it up. I appreciate it. Um, so there we have it. Are there any other games that you want to point out or, or take no. into consideration? I mean, it's kind of like – I think we've I, I think we have footballed our uh, listeners to death today and um, put you on the spot here. Yep. You know, be as descriptive or in depth as you want. Give me your your life's most embarrassing moment. I have to go back to when I was a freshman in high school. So it would have been the summer of um, nineteen eighty four. Um, I walked into a golf tournament. Right, so I liked golf. I liked to play golf. They had these uh, summer tournament series for juniors. Um, I was walking into Green Ridge Country Club where this tournament was, and I saw a couple girls, um, attractive girls that were standing on the putting green, you know, getting ready for the tournament. I hadn't registered, I had, I had registered, but I hadn't checked in yet. And so, uh, they looked up and they saw me and they kind of smiled and I thought it was kind of a, a, an overly friendly smile. I'm like, oh, okay, well, they remember who I am. That's kind of cool. And I waved and smiled and. I walked around the corner and I went to the registration table and I got to the table and there was a woman there and she was checking kids in. And I said, you know, Hey, Dave Dawson, you know, I'm checking in for the tournament today. And she kind of leaned over the table and gave one of these side glances and looked around and said, Hey, you might want to uh, X, Y, Z, D, B, Q um, before you uh, start the golf tournament. And so I looked down and of course my fly was hanging wide open, <laughs> like, Oh my God, are you kidding me? So that's why I got the friendly smile in that because they probably saw my fly wide open and said, hey, look at the dork coming in here <laughs> to play golf. Um, so at that point, I think being that age, that was one of my most important. Oh, yeah, moments. yeah, that, that age, that would be, you know, or perhaps you were just subconsciously letting the ladies know what there, there <laughs> might be for them. Yeah, no, not at that point. Um, mine is uh, – I remember it, I get goose chills even thinking about it to this day. I bet you I couldn't have been but 12. And I was at the big boy on Bay. And Weiss Shattuck. Bay and Shattuck, right? Weiss. Yep. Shatt, yeah. Bay and Shattuck is now a... CVS or Walgreens, whatever one of the whatever one is on that side of the street. It's on the northern side right. of the corner. And I went to breakfast with my dad and his uh, friend. It was his girlfriend at the time. And ate breakfast, nothing happened. You know, no big deal. Eating breakfast, you know, okay, I, I've got to go to the bathroom. And I don't I don't know if you remember 
the show The Soul Train with Don Cornelius. I do, for sure. So, and I, I'm not going to say it as loud to blow the listeners' eardrums out here, but I go, I go into the bathroom. I go to the bathroom, just number one, wash my hands because I think it was a, buff- uh, I think it was a breakfast buffet, and maybe I wasn't done eating yet. And plus, you wash your hands after you go to the bathroom every time, anyway. So, anyway, I wash my hands. I turn to the electric dryer. I push the electric dryer, drying my hands. Electric dryer makes a lot of noise, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, why I was thinking as a 12-year-old about the soul train, as I'm drying my hands, I yell out the soul train. But like I said, a lot louder than that. Because I was thinking as a 12-year-old, I'm thinking, well, this hair dryer is a lot louder than my voice. And as I walk out of the bathroom, every single person <laughs> in the restaurant was staring at me. Did they applaud you? No, nobody oh. said anything. I got back to my I got back to the table and my dad says, What was that about? I'm like, what? Well, are you a big Soul Train fan? <laughs> and I'm like, you heard that? He said, yeah, everybody heard <laughs> So, and to this day, I mean, like, 40 years later, I still, like, I can't believe Every hand dryer you go through, you're thinking Soul Train. Exactly. It just, it, it was just, oh, well, whatever. But it was just one of those things that was like, I mean, at 12, I, I was thinking the hair dryer was louder than my my Don Cornelius impersonation. And it was like, well, but apparently it wasn't. So, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'd be I'm, more embarrassed as like a 40 year old. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe, maybe I'll go wash my hands somewhere. Of course, I don't even know if anybody will remember the soul trade now. <laughs> No, maybe, uh, maybe after it, you might actually consider doing it after one of those Hazel's nuts. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, two for sure. Two. There will be no filter after two of Hazel's nuts. <laughs> All right. So I think we're to the part where we're going to rate the second one, um, the Touch of Haze uh, Hazy IPA. Um, what do you think? I'm going to go a. Uh... Now, obviously, we can't toss around, around five star ratings no. like nothing. I mean, right. I mean, a five star rating has to earn it. Correct. So, I'm going to go with a solid four star. And if it was, if the uh, touch of haze, hazy IPA, was just a tad less fruity, I probably could have given this a five star. But, I mean, it, it is an overwhelming fruit taste, so I'm going to put it at a four. This is what you were talking about before. We agree, you know, typically we agree, you know, pretty much exactly. I couldn't have said it better. Um, you know, again, probably I could have another one for sure. Um, but with the with the intense, you know, citrus taste, um you know, I don't know if three, I'd have to, you know, you know, with the first one that we tasted, I'd have to see how that one would work. But um, definitely a four. I would go with that. All well. right. So, yeah. So, we so we both clearly liked it better than uh, 
Hazel's nuts. Well, I liked Hazel's nuts. I just know that, um, you know, with the alcohol content and as heavy as that is, uh, you know, flavorful. And I don't mean heavy to be a, you know, depending on how you interpret that. But, um, you know, if you like a good stout with a coffee flavor, I mean, it's a great beer. Um, you know, I'm kind of like, yeah, I do, you know, with the bourbon barrel. Um, but, um, you know, having started off with this and if I got a, a six pack of the touch of haze, you know what I mean? Two, three, maybe. Oh, if, um, if I get a six pack, I'm drinking them at all. I mean, you'll have to help me out. <laughs> right. But, but no, no, a solid four. I like this a lot. Um, this is, this is, this is right. good. And like you said, the, it didn't, I, I have a trouble with, yeah, the, the, with the IBOs. Yeah, if, you, the, if you're big into I, IBOs, IBUs, um, if you're big into, you know, that, um, and you pick your beers based on that, I don't see it being that high. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, it was, I had, I actually had no bitterness to it at all. With that, why don't we bring the official first episode to a close? So till next time, like the late great Stuart Scott said, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get the heck up out of here.